am Judy Carter. You're listening to the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. I am here with my buddy, Jason Medberry, my favorite person to yak with. Hey, Jason. How's it going, Judy? <laughs> uh, it's going. I, I have uh, really had a good time looking, uh, reading the reviews that you guys have written to us. Oh, Thank yes. you so much. Thank you very I much. I love it. Oh, Jason, we've had some really good ones, and um, people feel that they're uh, driving to work and listening to the podcast and finding that it gives them purpose, and I love that. And especially to all of you comics, comedy, it's just we're coming out of such a miserable time. Oh, absolutely. And how do we lighten up and keep our focus on our comedy careers when <laughs> COVID, earthquakes, oil spills, share yeah. is mounting yet another farewell tour. How do we stand it, Jason? It's, How know, can we bear all of this? Giving us lots of material, though. Lots of material out there to be made, especially uh, especially if you take a different point of view or a different perspective on it. There's a uh, lot, lot of people in need of some comedy. Yes, there are. Yep. Oh my God, it's it's opening like crazy. Mm-hmm. I've just done in the past month three gigs. Mm-hmm. Um, I do corporate gigs where because their meetings are so friggin' boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that they, yeah, oh, Jason, I just got to tell you this. Mm. Um, so I was talking to someone um, who is an event coordinator, and he was talking about uh, who who he needs to hire for for meetings, and he goes. Uh, well, uh, and it, he was talking to my agent, and my agent told me this conversation, said, well, um, uh, we have a really great speaker on leadership. Oh, they speak on leadership? Are they funny and speak on leadership? <laughs> we have somebody who talks on conflict management. Well, are they funny yep. and talk about conflict management? <laughs> it's like, we have a stress reduction speaker. Well, are they funny? <laughs> Yes, it's Judy Carter. She talks about stress is a laughing matter. So what I found is that right now, whatever, I don't care if you um, are, what's the most unfunny occupation? I think it's an ichthyologist. What do you think? Or accountant, one or the other. Or an engineer. (laughs) My father was an engineer. Not so funny. But I find that no matter what occupation you have, Mm -hmm. You need to be funny. It's yeah. it's definitely a, a leadership quality. And what is comedy? We want to talk about it because comedy is transformation mm. at its core. Is it? Wouldn't you say that, Jason? Yeah, absolutely. Transformation uh, based on perspective. You know, is what I would say. You know, because it, it's funny because a lot of people actually take their point of view on a daily basis from uh, comedians because really 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 great comedians are like really really good consultants they can explain people's problems to them better than they can articulate them themselves (laughs) so and because of that 
people trust them. And that's that's how it's true with like coaching and consulting world stuff. If like you can explain to a client what their problem is better than they can, they're going to believe that you can provide them with answers. And the same thing goes with comedians. If a comedian can have a perspective on something that's very true to your life as well, and they can articulate it in a way that you never even thought of but makes it sound really good, boy, you can literally alter people's perspectives on things or – create yourself a really great big fan base because you can articulate, <laughs> you know, people's struggles and confusions and frustrations yes. in a really great way and then turn them on their head and make people laugh about it. Yeah. You know, that's why in, you know, the Game of Thrones times back in medieval <laughs> times, the court jester, there was always the court jester. Mm. Uh, and he was the one uh, where he was the one to deliver the bad news to the king. Yep. And the right? only one allowed to make fun of any of the royalty as well. Only one, yeah. because when you do something with humor, it softens it. You yeah. know, hey, we just lost France. Yeah. But, but a boom, but a bing. Yeah. Here's another one for you. So, so, uh, we, you know, I'm teaching comedy classes. We just had one uh, yesterday. So, I tried this exercise, and it was it was so much fun because. I, I gave everybody an unfunny topic. Mm -hmm. And the topic I gave them to make fun of was we all, let's all write jokes about chairs. Mm. <laughs> and and it was really fun to have I mean, because most amateur comics, mm -hmm. they'll go, oh, I'm going to be a comic. All right. So I had diarrhea the other day yeah. or my dick is so small yeah. or, you know. Yeah, they try to start with just a funny, like a funny concept or a funny premise and they can't take something normal and mundane and do something in a funny way with it, which is which is kind of the key to most comedians because comedians are known not really for, well, some are known for like how they formulate a joke, but the best people are just because they have an interesting perspective on on things. They have a they have a way of looking at the world that a lot of people know is truth, but is delivered in a way that's that's unconventional. And, oh, it's and the it, best and it catches jokes. people off guard and it makes them laugh. I mean Oh, it's the best jokes. Mm -hmm. Like uh what, I was having rice last night and I I think it was Stephen Wright who says uh, rice is great when you just want ten thousand of the same thing. Yeah. And, just, <laughs> and, and look at what that joke does yeah. it's just like I, I heard it like 10 years ago and every time i eat rice yeah. I think, oh yeah i mean Stephen Wright is, is a great example and if, if you're listening right now and you do not know who Stephen Wright is you need to go and listen to some Stephen Wright because yeah talk about just the economy of words to deliver the greatest perspective surprises i mean one of my favorite Stephen Wright jokes is you know i saw a woman with a fur coat and I asked her what kind of animal it was, and she said raccoon. And I said, my God, it must have been huge. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Stephen Wright jokes, and it's so simple. It's but, so simple. You know. I live on a dead-end street. I have no idea how I got there. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, uh, just really great observations. Mm -hmm. So... Um, so I find, you know, I, you'll, you know the word hack. We all yeah. know that word hack. So hack comedy is 
I think it comes from that place of, I don't think I'm funny. I'm really, because the creative process is nerve wracking. Mm -hmm. So you're going, I'm not sure how to write a joke. So let me start with something that's already kind of funny. Yeah. And just throw it out there and play with it. Because it's already kind of funny. So it's really coming, it's like insecure comedy. Yeah. But I think it's an interesting thing to start with, like a chair. Mm -hmm. So we went from that. It was so much fun because we went from that to um, uh, talking about different kinds of chairs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we got into like how the chair feels. Mm -hmm. Like how does a chair feel at a nudist colony? Oh, God, I feel so dirty. My God, um, and and uh, and then I remember, you know, Robin Williams had that joke. I wonder if chairs go. Oh no, here comes another asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got into, um, um, it it uh, it just went on and on mm. on, and and it was such a fun exercise, and it boosts, it really boosts your confidence when you go. Okay, let me take something mm -hmm. totally, totally unfunny and make it funny. Because uh, don't you think that um, a lot of comedy right now and a lot of uh, podcasts and mm -hmm. uh, Twitter is coming from hate? Oh, yeah. Do you feel that? Oh, yeah. It, I think that that's the easy switch. It's the easy trigger when you've got an audience of angry Americans, especially if America is your audience. Uh, the anger switches, the the frustration switches. There's so many things to be pissed and upset about that it's kind of a cornucopia. So when you, which is why I think we're kind of lacking the sort of the Eddie Izzard, Michael McIntyre type mm. of comic right now because it's just so easy. You know, we're being bombarded every week with, uh, you know, these these you know, sort of like Daily Show, Last Week Tonight, political commentary shows that are hitting us daily or weekly with just, here's more bad news to make fun of and more things to be angry about and all that kind of stuff. But then on the other end of the spectrum, you have like shows like Ted Lasso and things where the show is based on kindness and people showing up as their best selves and 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 community and and growing growing your friendship circle and that kind of thing. these very sort of positive themes and it's what it's like the number one show in the country right now because people are also in need of kind comedy they need things that when they're done they're they're happy they may that you know they're excited about life they're they don't come out just hating the world and being disgruntled and uh and there's a lot on both sides. And and you'll notice that some of the best comics, the guys, the you know, the people in the country who are selling out the arenas and having the big shows and getting the Netflix, they can do both kinds of comedy. They can do comedy about silly, insignificant, strange, like, you know, getting a burger at McDonald's or, you know, buying something at the grocery store or something like or their or their pets. You know, pets are a big one. They can do, you know, uproarious comedy about things that are just in our lives that aren't particularly good or bad. They're just a part of the human experience. And, but they can also do the really biting, really, you know, intense perspective, heavy uh, comedy as well, where they're making a very serious point in a funny way about something that's wrong with the world. And I think sometimes comics get, especially newer comics, they get caught up in just one of those categories they either do really, really, you know, pound on the door, you know, aggressive, 
things about, you know, current affairs and politics and, and you know, uh, political perspective and all that kind of stuff. And they get stuck in that world and they forget to do, as you said, the chair exercise and just make fun of, you know, just what's around yeah. them and what, what, what's a part of the shared human experience. As I, you know, said in the New Comedy Bible, uh, it is the old, it is the uh, comedy Bible, but New Testament. Mm -hmm. um, you know, every joke has to have a target. Like, what are you poking fun of? Mm -hmm. But you got to make sure um, that that target deserves it. I mean, this yep. brings us to talking about the controversy about Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. Now, I, do you know oh, what's yeah. going on I'm with familiar. that? And I watched. The are you up on too, that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you watched it. Now, I haven't seen the mm -hmm. special. So if you didn't know, for those of you who don't know, um, he's, he did a joke where the butt of the joke were uh, uh, trans, trans people. And, um, and as we all know, trans people have been uh, <laughs> murdered, um, bullied, beat up, um, uh, laws just uh, pointing them out. Um, um, discrimination, um, all sorts of things. They've been the butt of uh, a lot of discrimination. Mm. And so the LGBTQ community came out against Dave Chappelle mm. and against Netflix for having him and on and on and on. So I haven't seen the special. Mm. I did hear the joke. I, I have to say, I have strong feelings on both sides and I really mm. don't know what to do about it because on one hand as a comic in America um, I feel we should be able to say anything yeah. I am not um, a component of um, censorship and I also feel oh my god everybody's talking about trans people and trans trans you know, mm -hmm. rights and and maybe this brought it up not in the way we wanted to have it brought up, but mm -hmm. it's making people take sides. So I feel that on one side. Mm -hmm. On the other side, um, it does encourage more violence against trans people. Mm -hmm. um, it is it it is insensitive. It's horrible to take um, a a small community mm -hmm. and trash them um, when they're just trying to be who they are, um, when they are. I mean, the, the rule I had in the comedy Bible is never oppress with a joke somebody who is already considered oppressed. Mm -hmm. It's a simple joke. Like, if you're not a Jew... Don't be doing, you know, anti-Semitic jokes. Don't, I don't want to hear a joke about Jews being cheap. I will walk out of your friggin' show. Mm. And I would have walked out of uh, Dave Chappelle's show if he went, you know, if, if I was there. Yeah. It's interesting I mean, because. I don't know what to do. What, well, what do you, I would, what do you I would actually highly recommend watching the special because the story that he ends up telling is is a story from his life that's the thing it's like he didn't generate some sort of you know thing this is a story from his life and and his his big argument is the hypocrisy in it because you know not to ruin if you don't want to hear any spoilers just plug your ears right now or jump forward no i want to hear it but, but basically like, the, oh, you know, yeah. the, the the story he tells is of a transgender comedian uh who he befriended in san francisco who opened for him and uh, and basically, 
how he became friends with this transgender woman and when he was being called out on, you know, being transphobic and all this stuff, she stood up for him and she said, he's not like that. This is jokes. This is not what, you know, none of his jokes are ever about him, you know, because the big claim is he's punching down on people. Well, that woman got so bullied and so harassed inside the trans community that she committed suicide. And so his whole argument is that there is a major hypocrisy going on here when they're claiming that he's punching down on these people, while at the same time, anyone who tries to speak alter to that uh, narrative basically gets bullied, like literally has the the thing that everyone's afraid of happen to them, to where they just get incredibly marginalized by their own community, they get tossed out, and then eventually bullied into, into uh, you know, self-harm. And... So it, it's an interesting story. That's why I think it's very, it's a, you know, one of the best comments that I've seen so far about the Dave Chappelle, Chappelle special is a lot of people watched the special but didn't listen to what he was saying. And, uh, and it's interesting because, you know, there's other history behind it. There's other stories that go, you know, kind of along with this narrative. But I think it's, it's very interesting to point out that people, when they look at something like, like Dave Chappelle, his, his, his whole argument is, the that they you know they don't claim him punching down when he's talking about other black people or things like that and it's only they only say he's punching down when he's talking about transgender people but he doesn't consider transgender people to be beneath him you know he considers them equal like anybody else so how can he punch down when you know He's making jokes about those people, but then he feels he's getting punched down on because he's a black male comic and being a male right now might be lesser on the threshold when it comes to that, you know, to that thing, especially when these people are bullying their own people into suicide, you know? So it's, it's a very interesting kind of like, well, that's his experience. So do we, um, you know, do we say, well, your your experience isn't valid because you're not transgender, so you can't talk about it, even if you know transgender people, give transgender people opportunities for their career, you know, hire them, pay that, you know, you know, your 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 experience in in this situation isn't valid because you're not trans, and so so it's an interesting argument, and I don't think it's going to be settled. Oh, he's good, he's bad. It's this, it's that. It's it's all kind of based on what's the perspective, and you know, the, there's going to be a lot of personal feelings in it. Like there are going to be people who say you can't make jokes about trans people. Period. At all. Well, Dave any- Chappelle has never been safe. However, I mean, would you be okay in Hitler's, you know, pre-Holocaust? Mm-hmm where Jews were being ghettoized and beaten well, that's and a very different taken stuff. away. They Why being, is it different? Well, because those weren't done by comedians. You know, there weren't, like, that's the thing. is That was legislation done by a state. But I know, but that's what's going on with trans people now. So mm-hmm. if you're in but an not, environment... I wouldn't say that's happening universally. That's, that's the other thing, too, is, like, that was an entire country blowing down. There are a lot of allies in this country. That's, that's the one thing about it is, like, I don't... I don't see like, yes, it's interesting when it comes to the world of comedy, because 
what you see is that argument you just made where people say they pluck it out of the world of comedy and they say, oh, but what about, what if this leads to this or what if this leads to that? Well, you can make that argument about everything. You can make it about video games. You can make it about movies and TV. You can make literally any form no, of entertainment. No, wait, no, 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 no. I'm talking about if you're a German comic at the time of the Holocaust talking about how Jews are cheap or Jews are this or Jews are anything, mm. um, I feel the same way. I, we are at a time with violence against trans people. Mm. And I mean, we started this conversation uh, like, does, does hate work? Mm. Um, and uh, to me, uh, I don't know any, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that he is homophobic mm. or transphobic or whatever it is. I don't know the man. Mm. But I do think there is a responsibility when you have uh, such a large megaphone to influence people mm-hmm. and and have it be okay to knock these people down. I yeah, think well, but that's the thing is that is it is it knocking people down when it is real life things that are from your from your existence? That's the thing that gets yeah. me is that. This is a real story about his real life with a real person who he really engaged with. And they're telling him, you don't have the right to tell that story because you're not trans. And I don't know if that's a legitimate thing, especially when it comes to comedy, especially because comedy is about your perspective. You know, if you have if I have a story in my life that is true about someone that I know and care about and love and I can't tell that story because I don't happen to be the same, you know, sexual orientation or same race or same color. That seems very anti-comedy to me. You know, I don't think there are, you know, I don't know if there are any protected classes in comedy without running that special line of, well, then you're not treating them like people. You know, if they, well, if- he did say, you know, he says uh, uh, gender is a fact. And that's a lie. So how is he any different than saying the election, the election was a uh, was a lie? I mean, it's like it's fake facts, and it's someone who yeah. But he's a comedian. That's that's the thing. That's he's he's a comedian, and his comment on that actually isn't that he believes that. His his comment. You should watch the special because he goes through gotta, all these yeah. things. Um, because what yeah. he was talking about there was J.K. Rollins' comment about gender is a fact and how people just jumped all over J.K. Rollins because of that. And and when he's like, well, yeah, people should be able to have individual perspectives, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you shouldn't be able to like take away people's rights or freedoms because of that. Because she's an author who writes books about fucking wizards who ride brooms and shit. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. why the fuck do we care what J.K. Rollins has to say about transgender people? You know, who gives a shit yeah. what they have to say? You know, and uh, and who the fuck cares what uh, you know Dave Chappelle has to say about trans people? You know, who cares? Like, he's not writing legislation. He's not, you know, he's not leading a community. He's not, you know, he's a comic. His job is... So where do we start drawing the lines of saying, oh, there's a certain class of people who you cannot tell jokes about ever for any reason because they're unlike other people. And that's when it starts getting very sticky and, you know, because then that's just... It is. It's it's like... It is sticky, but I... I'm just like hope that my contribution to comedy and helping comics discover 
their their voice is that if you're going to base your comedy on trashing someone number one you better make sure they deserve it yeah right they absolutely deserve it not just because you know i don't like it about anything even celebrities like Mm -hmm. kim kardashian what a bitch Mm -hmm. next joke (laughs) i mean it's just like why why do you think she's a bitch Mm -hmm. give me something to go with um give me something give me something creative something good something inventive you know a, a, a unique perspective yeah, so that's and i think that's the key and, yeah. and 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 also it's not like the interesting thing about this is you know people try to some you know summate an entire person's comedic style to one joke like yeah he tells tons of other jokes about tons of other stuff you know dave Chappelle got famous telling jokes about getting high i mean come on that's that's what dave Chappelle is known for you know, yeah. just like so many other comics, you know, I think we've moved past the days of like the Andrew Dice Clay style comic where it's just one mm-hmm. theme the entire time that's phoned in because that's what dumb people like to laugh at. I think those days we've moved past those. But I think it's also interesting, especially for for new comics as well, to be able to to do what we were talking about earlier. Like you can have the hardcore perspective, political, social commentary stuff, but you also need the chair jokes. You also have to have those because I mean, what? It, yeah, you do. I mean, what do you think when Trump uh, made fun of a disabled person? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Trump. I mean, but Trump's an actual political candidate. That's a completely different story. That's you're right. That's offensive and horrific because that man can pass legislation and executive orders to directly harm those people. Okay, so it's yeah. about well, yeah, but you know, comics also. If you're a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Is there not a responsibility with that? Um, it's it's there, promoting violence. There is a problem. Yeah, but I mean, he's never promoted violence. Uh, you know, those things are like those are those are people I believe running away with the concept because they're taking basically a three minute segment and stretching it out as if that was his entire one hour bit, which yeah. that's that's also unfortunate. Taking people out of context, you know, like he, I mean, Eddie Izzard made one Trump joke in his special. And there were headlines about, you know, Eddie Izzard's anti-Trump special. And it's like, it was one joke out of an hour and 45 minutes, you know? So uh, so it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, comedy going forward. Yes, there is, you know... There, there are people who are still punching down and making the basis of that. That and they, yeah, we don't need those comedians. Yeah. So but in the end, yeah, I, we, yeah, we need people to have perspective. I believe personally, and I'll finish with this: is that if you're a comic, you can have a perspective on anything as long as it's well written, clever, and has a perspective. And it's even better if it comes from your real life. Uh, but if you're just fabric- fabricating crap in order to make fun of a type of person who your community likes to make fun of, then yeah, you're a hack and you don't deserve to be up there. We're going to end on that. Absolutely. Excellent. Make fun of yourself because, you know, everybody else probably is already. For your special gift, go to themessageofyou.com. That's themessageofyou.com and get your free one-year subscription to the Message of You University, which is full of lessons to help you find your message and turn it into a book, a TED Talk, or a paid speaking career. That's themessageofyou.com.